Welcome to Community Connecting Through Conversations with Crystal and Esme. Brought to you by the South Omaha Community Care Council and the Omaha Community Foundation. Hello and welcome back to another episode of uh, Community Connected Through Conversations. I am your host, Crystal Rush Cardenas, and I'm very excited uh, because we have an organization today that is very dear to my heart. Um, the very unique place um, in our community and works with youth um, that struggle to give them another opportunity. Um, my guest today is Evelia Gutierrez from the D2 Center. Good morning, Evelia. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. Um, I wanted to first get a little bit, get to know you a little bit. So if you could tell us a little bit about your background before we start talking about the amazing things that you and um, your coworkers do at the D2 Center. Of course, um, I, um, I'm a youth academic navigator for the D2 Center. And um, prior to that, um, I was um, a student um, that struggled uh, throughout uh, my life. Um, one of the things that, um, that I did, um, it's, I was a high school dropout myself. I only went to school up to the ninth grade. Um, I had three children by 21 uh, because I, I did not have um, a high school dipl diploma or education. I did some odd jobs. For example, I worked, um, I grew up in California, um, and, but was born in Mexico. And then um, I did some odd jobs in California, like picking grapes. I also pack fruit. Um, and um, also I work at packing chickens. And, um, and then later on, I moved to Kansas where I, um, because I was lacking that education, I work at a meat packing house. Mm -hmm. Um, but then um, I got my GED, and to my surprise, I finished my GED in two months. Oh, that's and great. I was um, I was shocked. I was like, I'm excited um, that I wanted to do more with that. Mm -hmm. So in 2005, I moved to Omaha, Nebraska, uh, where I enrolled at Metropolitan Community College. I graduated from Metro, mm -hmm. and I'm currently uh, finishing up my bachelor's at UNO. Oh, congratulations. And I thank you. I'll be graduating on May 13. Oh, wow. And I'm happy to say that um, I'll be the first and only one from my generation and my family that um, to complete that. And um, that's um, that's something that about me. That's amazing. I thank mean, that's you. amazing. Yes. And it, it just, everything you've done, like I just was thinking, because we talked about it in the show before, um, my background, we're from California. So shout out to anybody who's in Omaha, Yay. who's from California. <laughs> um, and then also we have similar backgrounds. So I had a little bit of agricultural background. My parents were um, jornaleros or, you know, used to travel. They're immigrant workers mm -hmm. working in the fields. So we traveled the West Coast, you know, for the next crop, which was oranges, lemons, grapes. So I, when you said grapes, it brought me a fond memory of laying out the sheets. Yes. So that my, la tabla. La tabla, yes. si, so that my parents could, you know, for the raisins. Yes. Um, and then we also did like cherry picking and mm -hmm. pears and apples. And so that's what actually brought us here to Omaha was just, my parents were like, we need something better. Right. And then yes. better was a packing plant. Yeah. I didn't do the odd jobs, but <laughs> I know a little bit about working uh, in California with like, you know, the crops and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But that's amazing. I just, I also want to just say, um, you know, congratulations. Like I, those people that, you know, are sometimes hesitant to get their GED. It's like, you can still go to college and you can graduate. Like for Metro is a great school as well. Um, and then now like you're pursuing your bachelor's, like it's, it, that's amazing to me. So like, we got to make sure we highlight that. Thank um, you. 
And then, so now, um, talk a little bit about the D2 Center. What, like, what's the mission, you know, vision, how, what it works. And it's ironically how, um, you know, as a high school dropout, I get to motivate uh, dropout students right. like myself to get re-enrolled. So uh, our mission of the at the D2 Center is to connect out of school and disengage youth ages 15 to 21 into an educational pathway with other resources and supports needed to earn a high school diploma and prepare them for post-secondary opportunities and careers. So that brings me into that some of the service that we provide. Mm-hmm. Um, like, um, like for ex- example, me, myself, I'm a youth academic navigator mm-hmm. or YAN for short. Um, we are case managers. We manage um, 30 to 35 students where we monitor their attendance grades and make sure that they are um, moving forward um, in regards to earning credits and mm-hmm. staying on track to graduate high school. But also when we notice that students struggling or they report to us that they're struggling in the subject, we have certified teachers that they help them with their academics. So we, as Yen, refer them to a tutor to um, help them improve those grades or not to get behind. And um, in addition to that, the D2 Center offers uh, two elective credits, which are reported back to Omaha Public Schools. And also once the students... um, are at the senior level, we refer them to a youth academic navigator, which they're going to help them with post-secondary planning. Um, that that could be uh, applying to college, uh, uh, helping them with the FAFSA or financial mm-hmm. aid, or also if they want to just uh, pursue a job, they could also help them to do resumes or applying for jobs and um, things of that nature as well. Yeah, so it's a it's a wonderful program. Um, I was excited because I know there's been updates. So I, for those who are listening, I was a youth academic navigator at the D2 Center as well. Um, and so I just want to know a little bit more like what changes, like I know, like I said, the, what you explained um, was the same thing that I, when I was there, but are there anything new that you guys have done? I know partnerships, you yes. guys partner with a lot of, you know, other agencies here in Omaha, but any of the new ones that you're proud of? One of our biggest partnership right now, it's um, it's with Omaha Public Schools. Mm-hmm. We uh, work with um, closely with them. Uh, we get their 502s, which is a dropout list. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do um, with that is that we uh, contact those students are um, super close to graduating mm-hmm. or to completing those term those credits, and then um, we get them um, like excited about re-enrolling and. Um, so that's one of the, our biggest accomplishments, um, working with Omaha Public Schools, uh, being able to see those students finish up those credits. Because of the, in the state of Nebraska, those students, um, they could legally, they could um, still re-enroll in school um, mm-hmm. up to when they're 21. So um, a lot of those students don't go back to their traditional high school, mm-hmm. but we are able to connect them to Omaha Public Schools Multiple Pathways Program, which they have the independence program, um, Accelerate. They also um, have a program at, at UNO, PS Middle College program, which is located at UNO. And also they have another program at Metro, which is called Gateway to College. And they also have adult um, uh, high school. So those are the uh, places that where those students would re-enrolled most likely. So yeah, so there's, there's a lot of opportunities. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. For anybody who has a, uh, you know, who know, knows a young person who 
hasn't gotten their um, diploma yet, but they're close. So how can, um, so who can, who can take advantage of your services? How do you enroll? Anyone under 21 um, could enroll in our, in our program and anybody in the community could refer to um, the students. Usually right now our referral sources are um, the social workers from school, people in the community or anyone that knows our, of our program could refer the students to our program. Okay. And so you mentioned that you have a great partnership with OPS, but yes. you only work with OPS. No, we also have, um, because we have some, um, some of our students are teen moms. Uh, we also work with Nebraska Early Childhood Collaboratives. Uh, with their, They provide um, service like helping them like with childcare or any other needs that they have. Um, we also um, have other partnership with not only OPS, but other schools. Like we have students from Miller. We have students from Ralston. So we we have um, several partnerships. Okay. And that's, that's um, amazing. Are there, so how did you get to the D2 Center? So how did you get, how did you come across this posting? Because I know I met you when you were at um, Bryan High School, so. Yes, I used to work for Omaha Public Schools as a bilingual liaison. And um, th throughout my years working for with Omaha Public Schools, um, I came across like like Crystal, that she was a youth academic navigator at the time. So, and I like um, what they did. You know, they would come to the schools, check on the students, and, um, and also um, my friend Abraham, mm -hmm. uh, Abraham Gomez, um, he also was... Um, a youth academic navigator um, back then. So I like what they did. And then um, I, I felt like with all my public schools, I love that job, but I feel uh, I felt that I needed to uh, focus more on um, a, a group of students. And having my personal story, my personal experience, I felt that I was going to have that like more impact mm -hmm. on those students that um, I could relate to. So mm -hmm. that's why... Um, Actually, one of my friends, um, actually, it was Abraham that mm -hmm. told me about the job. He he saw that they were looking for someone, and he's like, Evelia, I think you, you're you going to be great at this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you think so? He's like, yeah. And I thought of it. I was like, yeah, this is this is me. Like, you know, and because of um, the role that we do and um, that we are able to impact the students. And and it's in my case, I feel like I have that personal story and it's not like someone told me or mm -hmm. I read it or the research says this. It, uh, I tell the students like without the high school diploma, this is what you're more likely mm -hmm. are going to do. And not because I, I like I said, I, I read it is because I did those odd jobs and I don't want them to be that person. Yeah. And I'm glad like there's a organization like the DG Center because I remember I mean, before even having any knowledge of the DT Center, like my parents would be like, if you don't graduate, you know, you're never going to get a job. And of course, I saw that I could get a job, but mm -hmm. um, it's it's being honest with them. Right. And telling them, like, this is the type of job that you're going to most likely get. Yes. This is the amount of money that, you know, the max amount of money that you could possibly Correct. unless you're physically, you know, because I don't want to say that you can't get make money when you don't get a G, you know, a high school diploma. But you definitely put stress on your body. So like all those construction workers and, you know, that are, you know, plumbers, electricians, like it's a wear and tear, but for those jobs, you still need a, you know, a diploma or a GED. So I'm just glad that there's programs like this. And you said that where you can relate, because that's one of the things that drew me to the D2 center as well, mm -hmm. that, you know, 
mine, um, I, I did finish high school, but I barely finished high school. Mm-hmm. And um, as probably our listeners already know, because I say this all the time, <laughs> but uh, is, you know, I had someone, I had a mentor, mm-hmm. right? Which for me was Gina Ponce, um, who just, who saw me and, you know, every time she would see me, she was like, hey, just, I mean, just checking up on me. And then she provided me with an opportunity, which I feel that's what the D2 Center does, right? Yes. Like. Mm-hmm. So for, you know, those youth that are have already dropped out and you guys are working with them, like you're knocking on their doors, because mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I like to is doing those home visits, because when you're at school and maybe you can talk about this, too, um, when you're within the school and school officials, there's only a small piece that you see, but you don't see what's going on at home. What are those other barriers? Mm-hmm. Um, but there are um, I like doing the home visits just because you were able to see where those barriers and offer support um offer support because sometimes you know families don't don't ask or they're embarrassed or there's language barriers Mm -hmm. or they don't know so I liked that um that's kind of what brought me to the D2 center as well just being able to further support and assist is there um can you tell us any like stories like any success stories that you've had with the D2 center um recently I have one that it's um um, actually, I got her when I first started back in 2018. Uh, and this student, um, I try not to focus on their past because we all have a past and it's not how how you were, but how we're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. So I briefly look at their action plan and to see where, how can I best assist the student. So this student was assigned to me in 2018 and um she previously was in foster care all her life. Um, she was coming out of Utah Holly, uh, and she only had, um, she had zero credits from OPS and, uh, nine and a half. She correct me the day, nine and a half exactly <laughs> from, um, Utah Holly. So this student, um, it seemed like a really tough case, but like I said, I, I didn't, I wasn't focused on her past, but I wanted to help her to move forward. Um, the student um, well, started at Bryan High School, then got expelled from there, was put at Parish, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, then she got expelled from there too. She ended up at Blackburn. So um, I am happy to report that she will be she's earning her last three credits, and she'll she will be done on uh, March eleventh. Oh my and God, that's amazing. Yes, this student, um, she doesn't have any right to school. So I agreed to take her. Um, I pick her up twice a week um, mm-hmm. to her, from her house and I take her to Blackburn and, and I take her back home. And um, and that's some of the things that we do at the D2 Center. We accommodate the students based on their needs and and we provide that support that we basically the D2 Center, it's it's her support and she should, she will be graduating um on may but she'll finish up her credits uh, and march well, 11th. Well, i was gonna say too um it's very it's very think outside the box approach right like mm-hmm. you have to come up with a way because i remember um i would teach my students well my students to ride the bus yes so that means that. <laughs> riding the bus with them to eliminate that fear of them doing it alone and then also it kind of gave us perspective on uh, we can offer support but if we don't know what that looks like. So when we would say, hey, you can take the bus. But then when I rode the bus with one of my students and it was like an hour and 15 minutes, I said, oh, that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. So then that forced me to be like, OK, we got to come up with more solutions and definitely making them part of the solution is one thing that mm-hmm. I, I like. 
um, from that. And then also, is there um, is there a cost for the D2 Center? No, our services are free. We are a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. So we have funders, for example, the Sherwood Foundation, the White's uh, Foundation. Uh, we also, um, the City of Omaha is also one of our um like funders and also committee members that they they believe in our mission uh so um that's why our services are free to our families and that is awesome and wonderful i know like you come to the um through the south omaha community care council and you share this information um with our staff but how how more can we support you do you know like in any way that we could really support it could be either sharing the word or participating because we have uh, community members that sometimes want to do more um, but just don't know how is there is there like are you guys open for collaborations like what would that look like um I think at this point um it's mainly like supporting our mission and also like going to our website um, at www.d2center.org and we do have um, a year they're able to donate money to our organization. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one way to support our mission. Okay. And, then, and one thing that I want to correct, I think the dropout, um, these are the partnership that we have with OPS is the 205 list. So. Okay. I was like, yeah. well, for all of us that are here, we <laughs> know, but thank you for, um, for correcting. Are there other things um, that the D2 Center does that we haven't touched on a little bit? So like what um, the career navigators, yes. right? Mm -hmm. What do they do? Well, they um, once a student has enough um, credits, like as, at a senior level, they meet with them and they plan what they're going to do after high school. Um, so they help them with filling out their FAFSA, their financial aid assistance. It's a federal um, uh, federal aid. Um, it's money that they don't have to pay. And so they'll help them with that process. They they help them with uh, applying to college. Mm -hmm. And uh, at times they also go with them and tour the, the campus. Mm -hmm. And um, so they'll do all that with them as well as creating those resumes or if they need help with finding a job, they also um, will help them with that as well. So and you um, one thing to add uh, about our career navigators is like, if this once a student graduates, um, if they need help the next year or throughout the year, mm -hmm. they could always come back and get that help. So what we say is like, if you're a D2 student, you're always going to be a D2 student. We're always going to provide that support to them. Oh, that's that's amazing, too, because I know a lot of like you mentioned, some of the kids that you have have been in the system in the juvenile justice system. Yes. And I know like I with my organization, CNW, that's I work with them and I hear um, good stories, bad stories. Um and one of the things is, you know, they have a lot of people in their life. And so they are used to once you're done with the service, mm -hmm. you're done with the person. So yes. one of the things that I like that you're talking about is that building the long lasting mm -hmm. relationships, which I still have a, a few of the people that mm -hmm. I used to work with. They're not, I want to say kids, but they're now young adults <laughs> uh, who still reach out, um, who still if they need help with like jobs, if they still need help with um like being a reference and things like that, they still, or if they just need to talk, because I have uh, one young woman in particular who I constantly talk to her. I mean, I, I think now it's going to where like, if I don't hear from you, what's going on, because I know there might be something going on. Um, and I still kind of offer that support. So I like that, that the D2 Center does have that, that you built those long lasting relationships. Yes. Um, 
because it's it's amazing, you know, just to see where they were from. And it's just this growth that you get to witness. Um, I I think that's that's the beauty of this job. Like that student that I mentioned, like whenever I would at the beginning, I would stop to her house and, you know, she had just this look at me like it was like, okay, I I got this, you know, and, and now she she tells me, you know, like you're patient with me. And that's what it takes, you know, with the D2 Center, you have to be patient, you have to understand, you know, they're, they're struggling, and you have to understand that, you know, that at that moment, they, they're not ready, but then you're that they know that you're there to support them. And um, whenever they're ready to start working and yeah like and then that, so well also like non-judgmental that's right exactly um, you stole my that word right yeah <laughs> non-judgmental. Definitely. Um, and that's like i said though like these are the things that i think help these these young adults like they mm. expect people to judge them they expect mm. um the adults to mm. get frustrated with them and be done with them and when you're like no i'm here if you mm-hmm. still want me here i'm here or even if they don't want you at that point you just kind of back off because I know I did that Mm -hmm. I'd be like all right you know I'm gonna give you a couple weeks to think about it I'll be back I'll be checking on you Mm -hmm. um and one of the most rewarding things for me that I had at the center was I so like I uh work a lot with like the at-risk youth and they are dear to my heart Mm -hmm. um because I identify with them and I see that they're in a particular like they're in an odd space right because they're no longer little kids Mm -hmm. and we want, we expect them to behave like adults, but then at the same time we tell them you're not an adult. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're in that odd space. Like, so what am I then? Like, Mm -hmm. right. Like you want me to act like an adult, but I'm not an adult. So I, I love that being part of the D2 center really helped me to reconnect with that as an adult. Right. Because I think we forget sometimes that, you know, the issues that these youth face, like Mm -hmm. we may think it's silly, but they, it's real life for Mm -hmm. them. Right. And one of those things is like, like I said, working in a job like this, like with you, like the D2 Center and then what I do is just realizing that we do have to be empathetic mm-hmm. to our youth and yes. we have to offer support, even though they may not want it at the time. We have to learn to, you know, um, back off when we need to. And then but also recognize like, you know what, bring a different approach mm-hmm. because, you know, the youth that have had had to struggle whether it's being in the juvenile justice system coming from immigrant parents who Mm -hmm. have no idea you know how to help the students we definitely have to be able to listen Mm -hmm. um listen and be empathetic and then think like i said think outside the box i think Mm -hmm. the the d2 center really helped me um be more creative and find solutions where normally i'm like Mm -hmm. no that wouldn't work it would help me so I'm I'm really glad that you know you ended up at the D two center Thank and I you. know um, they're hiring. Why are they hiring now? Or are they? We are in the process of there's seven of us um, and we are in the process of hiring a, an eighth uh, youth academic navigator. Oh so God, that makes my heart so happy just getting yeah. to see that you guys are growing because yes. when I was there it was five of us I okay. believe. Yeah. Um, and so just the growth and just the opportunities for these youth um, now. If someone, let's say, is they're not behind per se, but mm-hmm. they wanted to take advantage of the yen, or um, do they have to do all three? So I know you have the credit recovery, the career navigator, and the yens. Do they have to participate in all of them, or if they only needed one, could they do that? They could. Um, they would definitely benefit from the youth academic navigator, and based on um, you know their needs, um, they 
we'll refer them. But if they that's all they need, they need that extra motivation. That's that's all they could they could they could do. So we we do what the student needs. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing that I know, like maybe there's some youth that are doing like, you mm-hmm. know, well, or they're getting they're getting to class, but they maybe suffer with like some social anxiety mm-hmm. or they have some depression um, or things like that, that maybe they would just need someone to talk mm-hmm. to. Um, and I was wondering if that's if they would qualify or. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, and I also have one student that. um doesn't need a youth academic navigator mm-hmm. because they um, that student has a lot of other support. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, but they do need that tutoring piece or that elective piece. Mm-hmm. So, okay. we'll definitely take our um, take in their students mm-hmm. and just accommodate them on what their needs are. Oh, so, that's, yeah, that's awesome. That student is still assigned to me, mm-hmm. but then um, I'm the one that refers her to all the other resources mm-hmm. that we have. But um, at that time, she has a lot of adults in her life. Uh, but some other students are only, um, I'm only working with them just for that motivation piece. Oh, so, yeah, okay. definitely we'll, okay. we'll do well, that. And I was going to say, you said, mentioned that you have 30, like 30 students? We have 30, two, 30 to 35 uh, mm-hmm. students in our caseload, yes. And how many um, students does the D2 Center serve a year? Um, last year it was around 300 and some, oh. 320. I believe. And so is that just cases like, so those referrals that are assigned or does that, does that include the re-engagement list? I think it's a, it's our total numbers. Um, I'm not sure at this time. Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah, cause I'm like, I, I mean, I see the growth, obviously there's a need where you guys are hiring, um, where if somebody wanted to apply for, to work at the D2 center, where do you guys post your job listings, do you know? Or how could, or can someone reach out to you and say, hey, Evelia, I heard, because they're going to hear about this awesome program um, from this podcast and they might want to, you know, get involved or maybe like the idea of working at the D2 Center. So do they just reach out to you? Can they, is it, do you guys post it on your website at the D2 Center? Uh, that's a great question. I know we just talked about that. Um, and But they could definitely uh, visit our website at www.d2center.org. Or mm-hmm. they could also call our number at 402-502-8534. And one thing that I did not mention, we are located at the Center Mall on 42nd and Center at Suite number 503. Oh, that's right. We failed to mention that. I'm glad that you remembered that um, because that would be a good um, so that parents and students and anybody who's listening who would want to come check you out um, would know where you're located at. Do we um, how are you with COVID? Can you tell how did how did your job change with COVID and how, how is it? Where is it now? Uh, with COVID, um, things changed a lot because our office closed uh, last March. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been closed for um, almost a year. And uh, we um, contact our students through text, mm-hmm. through phone calls, emails. Uh, so um, just recently, we were able to meet in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so we still have our tutoring services are still um, online. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still able to do that, but right now we don't have in-person mm-hmm. uh, tutoring. And um, also our intake process uh, changed where we used to have our parents coming in 
uh, to our center um, to do the interviews mm-hmm. and the intake process. But now everything's done um, like over the phone. Um, so um, a lot of things change and and we have noticed our um, you know our students are feeling like um, less motivated and mm-hmm. and that's why I feel like having this job is critical because um, we are able to you know motivate those students and um, help them get back on track because a lot of them they struggle like even us as an adults we yeah. are struggling as like, well we, but we struggle. imagine like with you know like our youth they're yeah, it's a little bit. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and meet with us. Um, tell us more about this incredible program. Um, well, and I want to thank everybody who's listening. Um, this is Crystal signing off with Community Connections Through Conversations. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Community Connecting Through Conversations with Crystal and Esme. Brought to you by the South Omaha Community Care Council and the Omaha Community Foundation.